welcome, my faithful and royal readers and listeners, to the second verse of the day. Today's verse comes from Revelation 3:20, which says, "See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me." So this verse is often cited as an invitation for unsaved individuals who have yet to receive spiritual salvation and a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ. However, while that is a valid invitation, we must also keep in mind that Christ originally gave this message to a church whose people had neglected their relationship with Christ and were out of touch with Him. In its self-sufficient prosperity, the church in Laodicea, to whom these words were originally directed, had excluded Christ from its congregation. Christ's invitation spoken from outside the door is a request for renewed companionship with any individual who will turn from their own way and return to a devoted faith and renewed passion for Christ. Christ's invitation is to sit down at the table with them and share spiritual nourishment. The Bible also speaks of a great wedding supper for Christ and his bride, the church. But only those who eat with Jesus now will eat with him then. In today's Bible readings are Leviticus 20, 22 through 22, 16, Mark 9, 1 through 29, Psalm 43, 1 through 5, and Proverbs 10, 18. Father, 
child of descent. It may time the death dart went to fire or water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. Immediately the father of the boy cried out, I do believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was quickly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to you, death, <coughs> you mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And he came out, shrieking and throwing him into terrible convulsions. The boy became like a corpse, so that many said, he's dead. But Jesus, taking him by the hand, raised him and stood him up. After he had gone into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? And he told them, This kind can come out by nothing but prayer. So to put this passage into context, Peter and John have just seen Jesus meeting with the two biggest figures in Jewish history, Moses and Elijah. The four of them come down from the mountain. They have been on and they reconnect with the rest of Jesus' disciples. <coughs> Only to find that while Jesus, Peter, James, and John have been gone, the rest of the disciples have been trying unsuccessfully, mind you, to drive out a demon from a little boy. Jesus' response to this was to call out both his disciples and, around, and those around these words. You unbelieving generation, how long will I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring him to me. So what Jesus was saying in these three statements is this, is this. <coughs> Failure to stand in effective spiritual warfare against demons and overcome their influence and control is viewed by Jesus as a spiritual weakness and lack of faith on the part of his disciples. So we must remember that no victory comes when there is a lack of dedication and reliance on Christ. So now we see that the boy is brought to Jesus, and the demon that had possessed this boy immediately begins to show itself. It is at this point that Jesus asks the father a very simple question. How long has this been happening to him? The father's reply to this question, this has been going on since childhood. And that this demon has been trying to destroy him since childhood. The father then goes on to say these words to Jesus. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So Jesus' response is classic. He says, if you can, everything is possible for the one who believes. This statement made by Jesus to a father that 
was looking to have his son set free from the destructive power of a demon should not be taken as an unconditional promise. And there are two big reasons why this is the case. Reason number one, the word everything does not mean everything that comes to our minds or that we would desire for ourselves. Our faith in prayers must be based totally and completely on God's will. We must not expect God to answer a prayer for something that is foolish, selfish, or wrongly motivated. And the second big reason why this is the case is the faith required for powerful, miraculous acts must be received and used as a gift from God. Gift from God. God inspires this kind of faith in the hearts of believers who are, who are already living faithfully according to his purposes and desires. So the very next words out of this father's mouth shall be clearly understood what Jesus was talking about in his response to him. For the father of this demon possessed boy gives this response to Jesus. I do believe. Help my unbelief. So in this life our faith is often mixed with questions or doubts. And as long as our lack of faith has to do with ourselves and our own inadequacies and not God's power and ability, He can work past these weaknesses. Honestly, struggling with faith does not mean that Christ will not respond to our request. Christ certainly expects us to grow and mature on our faith. But he also understands and sympathize and sympathizes with our weaknesses. We should always be honest and willing to admit our lack of faith. So we can pray that God would give us the faith we need to serve him effectively and honor him completely. So this story of course ends with Jesus driving out the the demon, driving the demon out of the boy. However, that is not the true ending to our passage for today. Because Jesus and his disciples had a little one-on-one -on -one time. The events described here. And it is during this one-on-one -on -one time that the disciples asked the most important question in this entire passage. And that question was simply this. Why couldn't we drive it out? Why couldn't we drive it out? You see, the disciples were anxious to know how Jesus was able to drive the demon out of this boy. When they couldn't drive the demon out of this boy. And Jesus was more than willing to give them the answer to this question. Jesus' answer to their question was simply this. This kind can come out by nothing but prayer. Nothing but prayer. So Jesus does not mean, Jesus does not mean, understand that does not mean, 
that a time of prayer was necessary just in this instant, so they could command the evil spirit or demon to release its control over this boy. Because an isolated time of prayer is not enough to develop the kind of spiritual power and authority that is needed to exercise in demons. Instead, Jesus is talking about a principle, and a principle is this. Where there is a little prayer, there is little faith. And where there is much prayer, just based on true commitment to God and His word, there is much faith. The disciples had followed Jesus' example and developed a strong and consistent prayer life. They could have had the spiritual power to deal successfully with this case of demonic possession. And the same was true for those of us living as followers in today's world. Because just as the disciples' faith or lack thereof was shown through their prayer life, so too is ours. Jesus was able to exercise the demons from this boy because he and his Father, God, were in constant and consistent communication. And if we want to do powerful spiritual, spiritual things, spiritual things, excuse me, just as Jesus did, then we too must be in constant and consistent communication with our Heavenly Father. And tomorrow's Bible readings are Leviticus 22, 17 through 23, 44, Mark 9, 30 through 10, 12, Psalm 44, 1 through 8, and Proverbs 10, 19.